It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to The Auburn Express. Powered by The Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Last year, Auburn had one guy drafted. One. Uno. Just one. It went pretty high, though. It went pretty high, but, I mean, it was grand open and grand closing. We was we was yep. done, and we were done. Um, this year, a lot more guys. Uh, actually, I believe the second highest amount of players selected in an NFL draft in modern era. Um, let's talk about who those guys are. Uh, we had some predictions on the midweek report as to who we thought were going to get selected. Didn't quite go exactly how we thought. So let's talk about it. No, they are as follows. We were pretty close. We was pretty close. We was close. Yeah. But we, close. we wasn't 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 a hundred percent, but we yeah. was close. They are as follows. As expected, Derek Hall was the first Auburn player taken in the NFL draft. He went as the 37th pick overall in the second round to the Seattle Seahawks. Followed by Tank Bigsby, who came in in the third round, 88th overall, going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Kobe Wooden had his name called at 116th, landing in the fourth round to Green Bay. He also was joined by Anders Carlson, who surprised a pick here. Mm. Picked sixth round, 207th overall, and Owen Papo fell kind of where most of us thought he would fall in the fifth round, 170th pick to the Arizona Cardinals. First and foremost, congratulations to these guys uh, who have represented Auburn well and are now having an amazing opportunity to continue their career at the next level. Mike G, I'll start with you. Uh, You were out last week. As I keep these up, I know you want to talk about these guys maybe individually as a whole. What are your thoughts on the NFL draft as it pertains to the five who were selected here? Well, as you guys remember, I was not bullish on Owen Papo at all. Uh, you know, Ike was like, he's going to do something amazing at the combine, which he did. You know, 4 3 40. It's pretty amazing for a guy <laughs> that plays linebacker. Um, and it got him into the fifth round. And honestly, I'm a little surprised it wasn't a tiny bit higher than this. Hmm. Um, not, you know, after, after showing at the combine, but. 
Uh, you know, happy for him. Uh, you know, Carlson was kind of like, you, you know, like your, how your fantasy draft is going and you got, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, a point where you put like your fantasy draft on like auto pick. <laughs> That's how I felt about the, <laughs> about the Carlson pick down here in the sixth round. Um, happy for him to get drafted was a little shocked. Somebody took a flyer on that. Um, his pro day wasn't spectacular. Uh, and I was there to watch, but tank third rounds, just about right. Derek Hall sneaking into the second round. Good for him, man. Good for him. I liked him in the second round. Um, I thought he might be a third rounder, but, you know, just the physical attributes, the size, um, you know, I don't know. Did you guys see the video of P. Carroll calling Derek Hall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we saw that. I thought it was a good moment. Um, you know, so, you know, congratulations to all these guys. Kobe Wooden in the fourth round. Five draft picks, man. Not bad for a five-win team. Yeah. You know what I mean? One pick per win last year. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> they did. <laughs> so, really and truly, uh, an argument could be made like two of these guys could have easily got drafted last year and wouldn't in Hall if they had won last year. So you yeah. would have been three and three. But all in all, hey, five will take it this year. Yeah, five. Five is not bad, man. I'm telling you. So uh, Q Freeze has got to improve on this, right? Um, there were some bad takes out there about you know, Auburn in the draft. And it was just really about not having any first rounders. But I was like, come on, man. Like, you know, we knew there weren't any first rounders on this, on this team. Uh, Now, let me tell you, I was shocked to see running backs go where they went in the draft in the first round. I mean, we, we talked about it. We, we said, well, on Wednesday, talked about it. A lot of people had a lot of, of high expectations for B. John Robinson Mm -hmm. as a talent. And but we were kind of split on yeah, but is anybody gonna take a running back round one? Yeah, somebody did, and they did. did. You know, uh, the Falcons did, (laughs) right? So you know, taking him with the eighth pick, I I was a little shocked. And then Jameer Gibbs at twelve, I'm a little shocked at that pick too, man. I'm like, (laughs) I was just like, man, we just out here. This is how we out here doing it. We just taking running backs in the first round now. I, I. I thought those were second round picks, if you ask me. Uh, yeah. So, you know, Auburn didn't contribute any. Um, overall, the SEC, again, dominated the draft, right? Auburn contributed to five. Um, I think in the first three rounds, it was something like 21 picks or something like that in the first three rounds. Um, but they had quite a bit after that, um, even more. So, you know, g- good good draft, I think, all things considered for Auburn, given the results on the field last year. Right? Like, I thought it was, I thought it was a pretty good draft. And then you look at the undrafted free agents that got signed, picked up immediately. I was, yes. I was happy to see Shed get picked up, yeah. right? Uh, Brandon Council went to the Jets, right? Yes. Um you know, uh, you know, some of these, a lot of these guys got picked up really quickly, man. So we'll see, I'll, we'll I'll see how those, they do. I'll list those out for you, Mike. Uh, a. Culiota went to the Panthers. Mm. Uh, should have been a draft pick. Should have been, been and that's that's the one I said. We, we, you know, we were close, but that's the one we missed out on. We thought mm-hmm. he would have been picked, obviously in the later rounds, but we was I was surprised that he. I had him anywhere from fifth to un to to free agent, but I was I was more so favoring him actually getting his name called. Right. Uh, John Samuel Schenker signed a deal with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Killian Zaire signed a deal with the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Former Auburn players, Tayshawn Manning signed uh, free agent deals. I forget with who. I didn't keep up with those guys. Um, and I know um, kid who went to Indiana. Uh, Shivers. Shivers. 
I don't think he's signed, but he's got he he's received a call to join the practice squad for for yeah. a team. So mm-hmm. that sounds about right. Um, so the guys who didn't get they they've gotten they've signed free agent deals, and so that's kind of where we are there. Got a question for you guys uh, coming from Ant, and of course I'm going to get B Willen and Ike's thoughts on here. You guys can weigh in. Who is at the better landing spot uh, of the guys who were picked? Or had their names called. Where do you do? How do you like where those guys landed, in y'all's opinion? Well, I I can say with some semi certainty that Green Bay is in a bit of a uh, reset. Mm-hmm. So though Kobe can probably show well, I don't even know if they kept their DC from last year. Um, I know they got the same head coach, but they may be in flux. And even if the defense is good, the offense likely will be going through some growing pain. So as a team. I doubt they'll have any big success anytime soon. That doesn't mean it's not a good place to be as far as scheme and, and culture up there, but I don't think that's the best spot. I think with with Jacksonville just being in the playoffs, you've got the QB who you think is going to be the QB for a while, and you've also got Travis Etienne there as RB1, the pass catcher. Really, I think that's the absolute best situation for Tank is you guys know what you're doing. You've got a head coach who knows what he's doing on offense. Yeah. I don't have to be the number one running back. I just I just get to come out here and spell the number one running back and be special. Yes, that's the spot. Mm-hmm. That was the spot to be for, for Tank, and that's the benefit of not having to be uh, to go to in Atlanta. And not that Atlanta is even necessarily bad for B. John Robinson, but I don't think Tank was going to thrive if you just say, hey, man, go be the bell cow, even though we got some offensive line issues and we don't really know what we got in the quarterback. Like that's that's just not the place you want to be as a running back, man. You don't want to have to carry the whole load for everybody. So again, I think that's good. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. Um, I'm thrilled for Owen Papo getting to live in Phoenix. I think he's gonna love it out there. Right? Okay. Uh, first time he goes out in Scottsdale with all them Scottsitutes, it's gonna be amazing. Uh, you know, the weather is gonna be great. Uh, <laughs> that's what we used to call them. Uh, and um, you know, it's a great place to train and live in the off season. So, you know, relative to things, you know, to the West Coast, uh, to San Diego, Los Angeles, you know, I mean, uh, Arizona is a really good spot to play pro ball. Now, as far as the team situation out there, I'm a professor to know about where the Cardinals are at. But, um, you know, you know, Owen, uh, I think that he's got a good chance to come in maybe with not a ton of pressure on him, but to really just kind of sh- continue that momentum that Ike thought that he would take into the uh, combine and continue to show how athletic he is and how versatile he can be. And with some proper coaching, jump up the ranks really quickly. That's the kind of player I see him being at the pro level. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited for him, you know, for Anders, man, you know, hope you like kicking cold footballs. <laughs> um, Cause it's cold up there. And, you know, for Derek, uh, same thing. You know, you just wonder for a lot of these guys who are getting outside of their comfort zone and they're going to get to live someplace else. I hope they settle in and like the communities that they're settling into and really become a part of the culture uh, and some of the positive things that are going on there with their, with their teams, with their squads, and, and again, with their new community. So uh, you hope that they are good representatives and ambassadors for Auburn moving into their pro careers uh, and uh, you know, they continue a tradition of, of representing Auburn at a high level on, on the pro level. So looking forward to seeing what these guys accomplish. Thoughts about this, Ike, uh, in terms of where the guys have gone, who you, th- who do you like, whose situations the best? 
Yeah, I got to agree that Tank probably has the best situation for not having to come in immediately and be the guy, um, yeah. but being in a situation where they've got a relatively young core um, and they have uh, what people perceive to be a quarterback that should be there for a while, depending on how the money works out. Um, and you got some young, talented guys around him, good offensive line. So if he comes in and he's, you know, a if he can make it to like the second string back in that system and and show people what he has in, in year one, two on a four or five year rookie deal, then be the guy in year three. That'd be perfect for him because um, then mm. that sets him up to get a, a, a contract renewal in year four or five. So I mm. think he's in a good spot. Stephen Kerr has a comment here. He says, Shed is in a sneaky good spot in Cincy. He's always been a good blocking wide receiver, special teams player. Those are traits that should help him make a roster. They yeah. have some upside there for sure. Good comment there, Stephen. Thoughts on that, guys? Yeah, agreed. That's, I mean, that's how he's going to make it in the NFL. He's He's been a good special teams player for Auburn as a gunner. His speed allows mm-hmm. him to be able to do that really well. So he's not going to have to, that, that, I think that's a hard transition for a lot of guys who didn't play a lot of special teams in college, becoming mm-hmm. special teams players in the NFL. Shed doesn't have that issue. He's going to come in, he's going to work his butt off on special teams. He's already got the speed to be able to do that sort of thing. Him being a good blocker allows him to play special teams both ways. Um, and then come in and spot duty and, and do some things uh, in the offense if necessary. So he's going to be a guy who can have a long career just being a utility player until he can mm-hmm. learn how to be a better wide receiver, which I think he's got wide receiver tools. He just needs to sharpen it up. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, I agree. And, and I was sitting here expecting him to make a – I think that we actually call this exactly, undrafted free agent, special teams – and he can make a, he can be a lifelong special teamer. Like yeah. that's that's a real thing. You can make way better money than than most the average person. So um, hopefully he gets a shot. I I don't know if he has the the tools to develop into an on the field wide receiver consistently because I mean you got to catch the ball right. And that was that was his issue in college is he had some trouble catching the ball for a while. So I mean maybe he gets a shot. I think I remember um, when Sammy Coates got a shot like they put him in the game. Ben Roethlisberger threw him some balls. He caught a couple, but he also dropped a couple. And it didn't take long for for Sammy to to kind of wind down out of the league after that point because in the league, man, you're not going to get a whole bunch of shots to keep making that kind of mistake at wide receiver. So hopefully she can, can get on and stick as a, as a special teams guy, get a shot or two at wide receiver and, and make the most of it when he gets that shot. Be rad. Can we call you Brad? Or just be rad. He says, Green Bay special teams coordinator was with the Raiders and worked with brother Daniel Carlson. Makes the pick make some more sense. Yeah, Yeah. I heard that too on the broadcast. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure. Listen, go get my guy. He's good. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Listen, I don't have a problem with the pick. I'm happy for him. It was surprising to me, but I'm happy for him. It was very surprising to me. I'm happy for him, for sure. For sure. Um... Uh, as, as my wife says, he must have a praying grandmother. So, yeah, congrats to you, sir. <laughs> Make the most of your opportunity. Let's talk about let's talk about Eculiota because we yeah. we kind of expected him to get his name called. Didn't uh, he? He signed a free agent deal with the Carolina Panthers. How do we feel about that? And his current situation being with the Panthers. I mean, the Panthers are a trash team right now, so hopefully, yeah, I was gonna say in there and play. I don't, I don't really know what to make of that team. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, like, okay, so you don't the know Panthers what. are not a they. They were a trash team last year. Right, Their defense was very good last year. 
DB still holding it down on that line. Brian Burns still holding it down on that line. They had some very solid pieces on defense. I think they had um, the Horn kid from South Carolina mm-hmm. a couple years ago. see Horn. Mm-hmm. He ball. He had some injuries, but they've got a a really real good defense. Not an extremely good defense. Not like you know what the Ravens used to be back in the day. Nothing like that. Um, I think, of course, quarterback was terrible for them. So yeah, that's that's the most important piece in football. What they do have now is an offensive head coach. They just got rid of their like top receiver. Who was their top receiver? Uh, was it DJ Moore? Was his name? I think they just got they got rid of him. That was their top. That was a top receiver. He was he was due to make some money pretty soon. So they reset, and then they got Bryce Young, the the best. Truly, every year it's happened. They they crowned the next Bama quarterback as the best one ever. Bryce Young is the best quarterback to come out of Alabama ever, bar none. I'm not saying he'll be the most successful, but the skills put on display, yes, he's more accurate. He has a better arm than Jalen Hurts. Um, Jalen Hurts has turned into a very good quarterback, and he's deserving of what he's got. But second like highest paid player in the NFL. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they got the pick right with with Bryce Young at quarterback. What else they have going on offense? I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. The question will just be how much do they put on on Bryce Young early and. Can the coach put together a game plan that makes sense that they can execute with the personnel that they have? Of course, I don't think they're going to be as trash as they were last year. I think they were trash, and they can be decent. Whether or not it works out that way, we'll see. But Echo Leota, no, he's a steal. We get it. He wasn't productive. He was playing backup snaps in 2021. In 2022, he still has a really good two and a half games, and then he gets hurt. So if you were looking for on-tape evidence of exactly how good this guy is, when you you got to go back chance. to Northwestern. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's going to be like, well, we got to SEC. What did he do? It's like, okay, just you weren't watching. I understand. <laughs> you, you weren't looking at what, what type of pressure he was able to get just with the limited time he had in 2022. Um, so, yeah, he didn't have those numbers. He didn't have a high number of pressures, a high number of sacks. But he was a difference maker. Every time I watched film, you could see who was winning and who was applying pressure. And it was Leota. So, um, I I expect him to stick with the with the Carolina Panthers and stay on that squad. He he will make that team. I expect Equilio to make that team. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, I liked the Panthers draft. Um, there were a lot of people who were really down on the Bryce Young pick for some reason, man. No, they're like, stupid. They're stupid. And I just don't I don't understand it, guys. I, I think okay, so like realistically though, 
The only other quarterback that even, in my opinion, even remotely made sense was the kid from Ohio State at number one. That's the, like, if you're not arguing arguing CJ Stroud, I don't want to hear your opinion about who should have gone number one or the first quarterback off the board. Any other other quarterback, it was Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, and the rest of them guys. Like, let's be clear about that. The the only thing I'll say, I, I wasn't too big on CJ Stroud. I've I'm, I've got some anti Ohio State. Stuff I mean, I I can, I can understand having misgivings about CJ Stroud, but right. he's a good quarterback, and it's he's For sure. him he and Bryce Young, in my opinion, heads and tails better than the rest of the guys that were out there available. Stetson Bennett's the only person who produced better on the field, but I would take Bryce Young and CJ Stroud before I drafted Stetson Bennett, like. All this Will Levis crap, like I just uh, listen. Ooh, oh my God, poor, poor Will. Oh, I don't feel Will. bad for Will Levis. He let people oh, talk him into the fact that he was going. No, sir. Did you listen, bro? Sean stat? Clifford beat you out for a starting spot at Penn State, and you were suspect at Kentucky. Let's be real. They said that there was a ninety percent chance that he was going to be a top ten pick. Well, how do you even compile that graphic? Bro, do you pile every, no. did you every see it, GM though? is did you like, see what are the chances you take him? Like, how do you even come up with that? I don't so, understand no, what, so, it. I mean, I was... how they usually will do things like that is look and see how many teams drafting within the first 10 picks need mm. a quarterback. And then they determine what they feel like the order of those quarterbacks will be selected. So if right. you have three tens, t- teams in the top 10 that need a quarterback, or you have a team that's outside of the top 10 who has enough capital to want to trade up into that spot to go get him they're like all right cool we expect him to be one of the top three off the board this many Mm -hmm. teams need a quarterback this many so that they're using all of that to compile my problem is will levis is not one of the top three quarterbacks in this draft and people kept trying to sell him as that because he has all these physical tools who gives a crap anthony richardson i'm sorry i'm happy for him he got drafted too high yeah 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 and they, Man. they, and the moment he went in, they were, they were bigging him up. I, I thought it Jesus was crazy. Mis- but a- Anthony Richardson <laughs> is, is where Will Levis, like that. He basically took Will Levis's spot, the right? Spot, he was yeah. the overhyped yeah, athletic much. person that people wanted to get drafted high based upon a bunch of That's physical intangibles, physical tangibles that he was able to put up there. But nothing right. on film actually confirmed that any of this stuff translates to the actual play, mm, right? But oh. He could dunk a basketball. Who gives a crap? He's not going to be a starting small forward. He's going to be a quarterback. Yeah. I don't care that he can dunk. Listen, guys, Will Levis definitely broke up with his girl right after the draft. <laughs> right? I, don't know if she was so much, I think she was more annoyed with the fact she's like, they drafted this guy in front of you. Like, I think that was more of what her reaction yeah. was. But those reactions definitely didn't. Oh, man, they didn't, play, they didn't play well at all. Yeah. I was like, boy, you better put the paychecks in your mama name. <laughs> she was, she was, she you was heard about not, that? The soccer player? Yeah, yes. that's why. That's, 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 that's where that joke came from. That's where they came from. That's where, that yeah. was hilarious. A smart he, man. He is, is a smart man. He is a role model for all of us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> never, never. What they say? Never sign a contract when one person gets rewarded for breaking it. Um, but like, I, I, I think that. You know, again, the totality of this draft and like, you know, we we stress that talent evaluation, we say this in recruiting a lot, is not an exact science. And I think the NFL draft bears that out, you know, in Every a lot year. of ways. Somebody Every year. Gets overvalued. Right. Mm-hmm. Or it's some guy that we all thought was going to go here and a bunch of GMs looked at it and they said, no, like, that's not our guy, Anthony Richardson. <laughs> 
And we're like, huh? Hope that works out. Like, let me tell you something. Anthony Richardson at four is the type of pick that everybody gets fired over in two years if, when it doesn't 100%. Work out. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't go right. They, they're going to give at four, they're going to run it probably four or five years. Yep. Yeah. And Some, then somebody, somebody gets fired. Somebody's getting fired. <laughs> I, right, yeah. I, I would agree with you if this was two years ago. I think that the that they're the way the way that the NFL is progressing right now, they're putting shorter and shorter leashes on those top five, top ten picks, especially at quarterback. Man, think about take- think about guys. Okay, uh, what what year um, in the league is what's your boy's name out of Oklahoma? I cannot think of Mayfield. Right. Make what what year in the league is Baker Mayfield? This is like six. six. He came out. He came out with Joe Burrow. Coming up, this will be six. This will be a six year. How many teams has Baker Mayfield no, played wait, for wait, wait. already? Twenty seventeen was when they played in the championship game, right against Georgia mm-hmm. in the semis. Yes, the semifinals. Okay, he came out in twenty eighteen. Okay, so this is he sat the first year, most of the first year. He had three full seasons in Cleveland, like at four. least three. He's on thirteen. He's on his thirteen. He's on his third a, team right now, and he was already I, in bad graces in Cleveland. Then, I think this will be his. Let's see, 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22. He's played. He's been in the league five years. Okay. My my point is, they're giving less and less grace to these early picks because they need to. The problem. The, the reason why I say it's happening this way is because it's all about maximizing the rookie deal. Most of those mm-hmm. rookie deals are five years. So they need to become the guy you thought they were going to be by year three. If it's not looking like that by the end of year two, they're ready to move on to somebody else. They're going to draft your replacement. They I won't. agree. I agree. I, here's the difference with them, though, is that Cleveland had an outstanding defense and running game. So that means the offense was halfway work. The only thing holding us back was Baker Mayfield. And that was the difference there. I, I don't. I don't disagree with that. I'm saying that yeah. the, the importance of the quarterback position. They're putting a premium on that, and they want to be able to get two to three years of return for that on a rookie deal before this guy is going to be demanding more money. So by year three, you need to be the guy we thought we were getting when they drafted you. Right. And if it's not looking like it's moving that direction, and we moved up to number four to four get you, to get you, yeah, because the, at that we point, we better be able the, to get something back for that dog. And yeah. depending on, yeah. and for those teams who make the trades. Like he's saying, like, like we gave up something to go get you, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, like, I mean, sure. uh, 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 have you seen that? What's the, with the movie uh, uh, with um, Kevin Costner, Draft Day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? He was like, I want all, yeah, you get Bo Callahan, and I want all my, I want this team's futures back. And and teams, GMs will do that. They'll trade away mm-hmm. the team's future right. for a player that they think is there now, right? Yeah. And I'm just saying, if you get taken in the top five. That's generally a guy you feel like is your team's now. Correct. So if he's Correct. not ready this year, he's going to be ready next year. Correct. Yeah. To be the now, guy. I agree. I'm still agreeing with y'all, but what I'm saying is if other problems on the team keep you from being able to properly ascertain whether or not it's the quarterback or not, like, for example. I don't think it's a wins or losses thing, though, but continue. I don't think no, it no. works. I don't think no, it no, works I, like that. I don't, I don't think it's just wins or losses. Like, for example, you could see the Browns won like 10 games one year, but it was like. Uh, Sony Michelle getting like, uh, you know, hundred. Not Sony Michelle. Who was the Georgia running back at, in Cleveland? Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. He's getting like 150 yards a game, and and you're winning like 21 to 10. It's like, but you don't have to do much, Baker Mayfield. And then when we get in a tight game, you lose it. 
Or the same thing with the Jets. They were awful year one under Robert Sala, but they were the Jets. Year two, they actually look competent. They're up on good teams, and they beat some good teams. And then a couple of times, you need, what's Zach his name? Wilson Zach Wilson. Is, oh, he's a perfect example of what exactly. I'm talking about but right now. He, you also could see clearly, look, the team, the game plan is good. We are competing and winning against good teams, and you are single-handedly ruining this. But that's my point. Quickly, I'm saying, like, if, if Anthony Richardson turns into that... Somebody who well, made this decision is going to be up out of there. But what that means yeah. is that Indy has to be able to be solid on defense, be solid on the offensive line. So you can tell it's definitely you that's the problem. And I, we don't, don't know disagree. if the rest of the team is that good. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Because if the rest of the team is trash or if the offensive, like Deshaun Watson in Houston, right? The rare case was like, oh, man, this dude was balling out and the whole team is trash. And that dude is balling out by himself. He's yeah. special. I just think you can generally ask whether, whether a player is is doing everything they can or not. Right. right. <laughs> we'll hold up time out. I, <laughs> I just got <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that was good, man. That was good. That was, I'm sorry. That was great. Yeah, that was great. My bad. But, yeah, I, yeah, I just think yeah, you really can you, you can uh you can evaluate <laughs> whether a player is is doing the right it's doing has the as if the potential is there if it's the if it's him or if it's the pieces <laughs> around him right and that's independent of the numbers the numbers don't always bear out like you know how a player is actually doing and and i just think at this at this level right that's what you get paid all that money to do right is to pick a guy and then you know hey he's our guy right like i mean look um they took cam with the number one pick and i think that most people will agree that that year he took them to the Super Bowl, they didn't do a good job putting pieces around him yeah. at all. Mm. He was still that dude. Yeah. Nobody got fired over Cam Newton getting drafted number one. <laughs> yeah. He came in on a not very good squad with not a whole lot of pieces around him and right. proved why he was the number one pick. The offensive line wasn't great. The Nothing wide around him was good. The offense the was defense bad. Was the, defense, the defense was good. The defense was great. But the well, offense, well, the offense well, was well, Offensively, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, Greg Olson, and that was it. <laughs> but that's my point. That's kind of my point. My point is, is that you don't need all these pieces around him to be good to ascertain whether a player is good when you take them in, in the top 10. Yeah. You don't. Those players are players that usually stand out no matter what their situation is. And you're saying, you're, you're, what's, you're, what's your boy's you're, name that um, was uh, the Stanford quarterback that retired from Indianapolis? Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck. Andrew yeah. Luck is a, an example of a guy. It's like, you know yeah. Andrew Luck is good. The rest of this team, trash. What's trash? Terrible. Yeah. Offensive yeah. line, terrible. Yeah. Wide receivers, suspect. No running game. Defense can't stop nobody. But Andrew Luck was a franchise quarterback yeah. from day one. Yeah, so nobody got fired saying, for taking him. <laughs> what you're saying is this team, you don't want to be saying this whole team is trash. You're saying, man, they need to be putting someone around Anthony. Around him. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. If, he, yeah. if he had the pieces, that's what I'm saying. You don't need the pieces to yeah. tell whether that guy is a dude or not. You can ascertain that. If you're truly a top 10 pick, you should be able to figure that out, no matter what the situation is with those guys. Right. And it's, you, it's you, just your boy right now in, in Chicago, they're they I'm t- I'm I'm telling Fields. you, he showed enough to them. Justin, Fields. I'm telling you, Justin Fields does not ball out this year. They will draft his replacement next year. Watch, watch what I tell you. Mm. I mean, they pretty much made that decision here, though. Like this was the year to make that call, and I do think it was hard for them because it may have been a year too early to determine it. He started showing development this yeah. year, but I don't think you can safely make the call that he's our future. They just didn't want to make the call 
a year too early. I agree. The That's why I say is, th- this is this is the year. This is the put up or shut up year for Fields because of where he was drafted. I, if he I, was drafted I, well, as a third round quarterback, they'd have all the leash in the world. And they probably yeah, minutes on this topic, somebody. guys. Go yeah, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Ike is a 49ers fan. Like, how much longer do you No, they're about to get rid of him. The Trey Lance project. They're almost he because, didn't even get a chance to try because Brock Purdy played so well. They're about mm-hmm. to get rid of Trey Lance. Trey Lance yeah. is about to get traded. I mean, but what's the the best avail- ability? Availability. Availability. Mm. So you gotta I'm be just, able to play, man. Yeah, I'm just saying, like you know, and they took him with number three. Yeah, they traded, traded up, up to, to take get him. him in number That's three. right. Saying, the only reason nobody at the 49ers brass is in trouble is because they draft so well at the back end. Yeah. Everybody yeah. else that they draft rounds three through seven yeah. produces for that team every single right. year. Right. The 49ers draft terribly in the first round. They almost never hit on a first round. I think Samuel is probably the only guy that they hit on as a first round draft pick of recent. Every all the rest of them dudes don't pan out. They just don't draft well at the top, but they draft immaculately uh, in the later rounds. But that's why they're nobody's in trouble. Let's let's grab some of these comments and let's get to the break here. Uh, Ernest Vaughn says Eku missed almost the entire season with injuries and still signed. Never give up on your sure. dream. He's gonna yeah. ball, man. Yeah, I think he's, gonna, he's gonna be. A yeah, he was clearly player. talented. Like he's gonna, I mean, he's gonna continue. He's gonna continue to make us I mean, proud for sure. But great, yeah. Bro. And then, and then just remember, right? Like when they talk about when, when they put that graphic up with like players in the Super Bowl. It's highly comprised of like three star players and guys who got drafted after the third round. Right. You know, that's the majority of the NFL because mm-hmm. a lot of those guys who go one and two, although they're supposed to be guys, franchise guys, um, most of them end up busting out more so than they hit. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the gems are after the third round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Russell Wilson's, those guys, man, there's so many of them. There's more of those than the other way around, if you ask me. Yep. Yep. Zach says, I think Aku screwed himself leaving right now. He needed another year. Glad he got picked up, but could have been better. He definitely chose out of emotion with Harson leaving. Mm, I don't know about this. Nah, he needed to go. Yeah. He was he was draft eligible. I I think he showed enough or you get not hurt to get more. drafted. <laughs> if he was not hurt, I think the entire thing was his injury. And are you you want to come back and get more injured? No. Just Go right now. You you got the skills. You can go work out for these teams. Get on the roster and still make more money than any of us are going to make <laughs> by just being on the roster and going to practice. And you can prove everything that you were trying to that you could have proven with another year in college. I, I think he's fine. Someone is going to see what we've been seeing in our, in his short period at Auburn at the next level. I think he will be just fine. It sucks because I would have loved to have seen him at the jack position in this new defense because he I think he would have definitely ate. He will be just fine, I think. 